What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoyed this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of what the actual fork podcast. Sam, how are you? I am pregnant. <laughs> That's how pregnant gonna... are you? Remind me. I'm very pregnant. No, um, I am 27 weeks going on 27. Oh, how I know. are you there already? I feel like you just told me you were pregnant. It's wild. I think it's because, well, you have two children that mm. you are. How? One, you're, you, one you are feeding from your body and the other one you are chasing with your body. So that's like in and of itself, um, keeping you very busy. Um, and yeah, it's just like, I think your second one just truly like time moves so much quicker and you can't like take the, well, you can, but like you don't like take the photos or like keep the journal or like do any of the things because you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much that I want to get ready or do before this baby comes that it's, it's crazy. I had a whole notebook next to my bed of like week by week pregnancy. I think I started it at like 20 weeks with Noah of like every week, like I would write him a note and I would like whatever else, um, like write how I was feeling and my symptoms and blah, blah, blah. I didn't do a single fucking thing for Dylan, um, which is hilarious. And I saw this hysterical meme with <laughs> that was like a cartoon and there was a mom in the middle and they were looking at a book, like opening like a photo album or whatever it was. And the mom is saying to the one kid, there's like four kids around her. She's saying to the one kid, like, this is your baby book and like whatever else. And the kid said, this is amazing. And then the other kid says, do we all have one? And the mom says, absolutely not. <laughs> Sure don't. Sure don't. Sure don't. Yeah. Luke, Luke actually said last night, he's like, have you been taking like bump photos? Like, don't forget, like you need to. And I was like, no, I have not. I don't think I've taken one. Um, and yeah. And I also, something that's been really interesting. And again, it comes back to like this. So grateful. So, so grateful that we've done the work that we've done on our relationship with food and our relationship with bodies. And I know you and I get so many like Q and a boxes or DMS about like, Hey, I'm pregnant and I'm fearing my body changing or like I'm pregnant and I'm scared to gain weight or like whatever it is. And so I do not find my self-worth in my body size whatsoever. Like we can completely separate that. That's not it. And I've found this pregnancy 
to be more challenging than my previous one with, I'm very frustrated in my, I find myself getting very frustrated with my body of how uncomfortable I am Mm. and how like having a toddler, right. Who wants to be picked up, who you want to cuddle, who you want to care for, who you want to rock to sleep and do these things that it's starting to get more and more and more and more uncomfortable. And I'm getting like, it's just, there's just a lot of discomfort. So I've, I've been able to separate, like there's no mental, emotional, like, or like shame around that, but it's, I just want to validate how uncomfortable it is, that it is temporary. That's how I've been able to kind of pull out of it. But I also do want to acknowledge like, you know, my, my privilege of my thin privilege and residing in a straight size body and how like, you know, this is, there's so much nuance to this conversation. We could take this like a million different directions of, you know, people can feel this discomfort in their body, regardless of the size and, Mm -hmm. or if we are in a larger body, um, how that can bring on different discomfort, uh, and pain for like reaching over to tie your shoes. Right. Like I Mm -hmm. think about that. That's something I've started. Like I can't, I'm like getting out of breath and like certain things. Um, so that's been really interesting that like this time around, there's been a lot more of that. And I think maybe it's just because with a second, you're like more in a rush and doing things versus like with the first, you can like slow down and rest and not worry and like take a nap if you're uncomfortable. And like muscle memory, right? Like your body changes faster the second time around or with like multiple births. Um, because it knows what to do. Like the first time it was like figuring out, like, where do I move this organ to, to make room for this one? Like, right. It was the first time. And now this time it, it knows what to do, which is such a gift, but thank you for sharing all of that. And I know for me, I remember very, very specifically towards the end of the pregnancy, my second pregnancy, trying to pick up my son from his crib or like bend down to rub his back when he was laying in bed at night, like doing bedtime or doing anything that would cause me to like bend over the crib with my pregnant belly was so uncomfortable for me. And so frustrating that I found myself like getting like skipping corners on, um, bedtime routine or getting frustrated with him. Like, no, I can't rub your back right now. Like it was his fault, but like that's hormones and exhaustion, um, and everything else. But like, it physically hurt me to do that and I couldn't do it. And then I would get frustrated and then, and thus like it would change my mood and all of the things that followed. And it was, it was really hard for those last couple months. I mean, it wasn't just weeks. It was like months because I remember my belly dropped earlier. Um, even though Dylan was late, like my belly dropped and was larger earlier, the second pregnancy than my first, like completely. And I had nothing to do with the first time around that like would have forced me to do things I didn't need to do. So it's just like that perfect storm of discomfort that can bring out a lot of emotions. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think there, there is relief that comes like way more discomfort the second time, but there is more like you know what's on the other side and you know that it is temporary, even though like, no shit, it's pregnancy. Like it's not going to last forever, but it's like there, 
you know that you will not be pregnant again in the future at some point. And so I think that's been helpful to just like remind myself that this is temporary, but like your example that you gave is a perfect example. Cause like Luke, usually my husband does bedtime and, or excuse me, bath time. And then I do bedtime usually. And like trying to place her in the crib is so infuriating because you have to like almost like get your hips to align with it and get your belly over it. And then she's like falling. Like she's you, like, like drop them in, right? <laughs> and she like wakes up screaming and I'm like, okay, great. You um, know, what's really frustrating for me now on that same vein is like, and this causes me, and I think I've seen Cam Rogers maybe talk about like the, the being touched out aspect mm. of motherhood. Um, but for me, when like one of the boys, like specifically Noah will like either like not hug me too tight. Cause that never bothers me. But like, if I'm bending over the crib now to like do something and it hits my boobs, which are just constantly sore or like he kicks them by accident or like something happens, they're just in so much pain all the time from pumping that like, which is probably not normal. So if any lactation consultant, I was going to say, wait, wait, let me know. <laughs> like, I mean, tenderness, yes. Tenderness, Tender. yes. They're just like tender pain. all the time. And it's like, you know, figuring out how much to pump, like we could talk about that, like ad nauseum, but you know, when that happens, it like causes this like internal annoyance and aggravation in me that is probably part of like the postpartum hormone shift still. And like the postpartum rage and whatever else, but like, I literally like can't handle it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. So or if your your husband grazes his hand on your back and then you're like, like <laughs> I just I watched your face. <laughs> We're on a podcast so we can't see. But Wait, what's no, hilarious? Just... There's these two people that I follow. They have four boys and they <sighs> they talk about at the end of every night, there's like their honorary no talking time. <laughs> Where like they're either sitting next to each other or they just like get in bed and don't talk to each other. And I've never understood that more. Like never in my life, like at the end of double bedtime, even if I'm not doing toddler bedtime, even if I get newborn or baby duty, which is so much easier than toddler bedtime, which I never thought in my life I would ever be able to say, um, it's like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. I don't want to look at you. I don't want to have a conversation. <laughs> I just want to watch the TV show I want to watch and scroll on my phone at the same time and like go to bed. <laughs> totally. I, I can't imagine again, once you double, double the amount of children in the house, how much that even rings true, but it's the, the touched out thing is absolutely true. I mean, it's, and it makes sense because our bodies, not only are they like, a factory for creating a human, but then they're a food factory and they're, they're doing all of these things and the hormones. And so it's like, of course we're going to be triggered by touch. Like, because it's not, it, it feels like your body's not yours anymore because in, in a way it's not for, it's not. for a, an extended period of time. And I think that's where I kind of hit a wall. It was like a conversation last night of like, especially adding like two years of fertility treatments on to mm. before this, I just feel like I'm like, I don't know how many kids we're going to have. Like, obviously we're, you know, hopefully going to have a healthy number two and then like see from there. But I'm like, I'm already like dreaming about being like, 
four years postpartum where it's like you're far enough out where like hopefully a lot of the hormones have settled down physically like your uterus has shrank back down the healing has happened and I'm like that's that could be a very long time away but like it's so funny I like tell that to Luke I'm like just just give me like four or five years like Like, it's so funny it's so funny you say that because my oldest is three and like everyone talks about like the terrible twos and then there's like three nature and then they say like if you have a terrible two you don't get a three nature and like there was a day the other day that he was just wild and I looked at my husband or maybe it was my mom who was at the house and I was like you know what maybe four will be better (laughs) (laughs) okay so yesterday I was so hungry and it was one of those snack times where like you open up the cabinet and you're like, what am I in the mood for? And I literally saw a box of magic spoon cereal. It was just like eye level and staring at me in my pantry. And it was like an immediate mouthwatering experience. (laughs) I grabbed a coffee mug because I love having cereal as a snack in a coffee mug. I don't know about you. That's fun. Grabbed a coffee mug, poured the magic spoon into the coffee mug, added some blueberries on top, um, and had... I don't remember what milk I used, whatever was available. I think I used my son's milk in the fridge. Um, And it was like the most perfect snack for midday, getting over that like work to go back to mom life hot like hurdle for me in the middle of the day. Um, And my point in saying this is that I typically try because I know at that point in my day that there's like a long stretch until dinner time. So I typically try and reach for something that has a good source of protein in it because I want it to keep me full and keep my energy levels up for my kids. So the protein is really important in that aspect. And the Magic Spoon cereal plus the fiber from the blueberries plus the milk plus the satisfaction that I got from eating it out of that coffee mug literally made my day amazing. So I just had to share that with you. Okay. You're making me drool. I've (laughs) I've been using... So they have the four different flavors of Magic Spoon. There's the cocoa, the fruity, the frosted, and the peanut butter. I mix the cocoa and the peanut butter as like my nightly bowl of cereal. It's like Mm. my post-dinner pregnancy bowl of cereal and it's so delicious. Um, But now I think after we stop recording these podcasts, I'm going to go have my bowl now. But like you said, I love that they have the 13 to 14 grams of protein per serving, which helps keep you fuller longer. It's also made with wholesome ingredients and no artificial flavors or dyes. So it is just a win-win for the entire family. So if you want to give Magic Spoon a try, you can go to magicspoon.com forward slash fork to grab a variety pack and try it today. Make sure to use our promo code fork, that's F-O-R-K at checkout to save $5 off your order. Again, that's magicspoon.com forward slash fork. It is, it's true what they say though, that it's a season, right? And it doesn't make being in the season easier, but I'm finding myself right now feeling that duality of thoughts of like, yes, this is really hard and sleep and lack thereof with a new baby is really hard, but I'm also like enjoying the baby phase so much more this time around. I'm also already missing the newborn phase, which was not necessarily like the exhaustion of that phase, but more of like 
the ability to say like, nope, me and the baby are just going to go nap, you know, or stay in bed for the whole day. And like, that wasn't at all like looked down upon or questioned, or it was somebody would easily step in and take care of the toddler, which I'm blessed to have had that help. Um, and now it's like, you know, some responsibilities have come back in work and in the house and for cooking and, you know, the things in life that like need to get done because I am past that like initial, um, phase and I'm already missing it. I'm already missing that newborn scrunch and I'm already missing just like, just wearing him all day long and like having that be all he needed. Whereas like now he needs more tummy time and development and stimulation and experiences like not a ton, but more than those first couple weeks. Um, and I'm starting to like, think about like, will we do this again? Like if we're blessed to, and it's, it's a tough conversation because listen, kids are expensive. <laughs> um, uh, fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> like childcare is expensive. Holy um, shit. Just did my taxes. I met with our accountant this week and like, she's like, do you have any childcare costs? Cause I see you could have a deduction here. And I'm like, do we have childcare costs? Give me it. Hold, hold on. Let me, let me tie it, uh, tally that up for you. Like oh. it's wild. And it's, you know, there's just a lot to the conversation of like logistics of adding more people to your family. If that's blessed, if you're blessed to have that conversation with your significant other, um, there's just a lot to it. And I'm finding that like, I'm feeling sad that this potentially could be the last time we go through all of the, all of these things. And also like what you're saying, like excited too to have so like I see some moms that like their youngest is my oldest age and like their ability to just like go do something is just very different than mine right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like you said, it's a season. So and for some it's longer than others, right? Of whether it's total time trying, total number of kids, whatever it is. But it's there's there it's so easy to like I love how you use the word duality. Like you can see both sides of it and there's pros and cons to both. There's challenges to both. There's, you know, positives to both. And it's um but damn, it's a crazy season. And like it's so funny because like you're already, I can see in you like the how you're like the honeymoon phase-ish of like looking back at the newborn stuff that you miss, right? And like and I remember that, like, I, I remember that and thinking like, oh my, I could, I could have another one. And then like, when you're in this moment that I'm in, you're like, never again. I like- literally said to everyone, like, I will never be pregnant again. And now yes. I don't, I don't even remember how uncomfortable I was, but I was, you, uh, the podcast can be my reminder because yes. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. But that's what's like so fucking crazy about the whole experience is like, and then, like, you don't remember the newborn fit. You don't remember the... Like, I remember, like, voice memoing you in the early newborn days. Like, what the fuck do I do? Or, like, how much do I feed her? Like, what? And you're like, I, I don't remember. Like, I really don't you remember. Don't. And I remember being like, like, okay, but, like, what? how don't you remember that? But now, like, once we have this baby, like, I literally don't give a fuck of what I did with my first. Because I'm just going to be like, oh, like, put her on the boob if we're lucky enough that it works. And, like, let her... I'm going to wear her and that's it. (laughs) Like that's all you, that's literally all it is. It's all you can do. And it's all like, and now it's funny. I mean, I'm finally in this age where 
the toddler is so interested in the baby and the baby loves watching the toddler. So like the time that he's awake just flies when they're both home. But then it's like, what the next phase is them fighting and the next phase is them like tearing and then, like, the house chasing apart, each like, other. right and i'm like i really need to just work on being present and enjoying these phases as they come and trying not to rush anything like the the bad not the bad the hard with the good right and like mm-hmm. i'm currently i keep looking at my hair like i'm in the hair loss phase right now like mm, i remember yeah. this being really bad the first time around it's not nearly as bad this time right like the bangs your bangs are just gonna fall i right have back out. literal <laughs> like... horns hold on <laughs> i need to put up like a picture with these these are like it's what like is screenshot <laughs> no it is so bad what makes a life a good one Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I like the shit that happens to our body. Like I, I don't fucking understand men. That's why I don't have any empathy for them. When you messaged me the other day that your husband had the man cold and I like, I just, I have no, he could probably hear me because Quincy opened my door. So I have to whisper, but like, I'm acting like my microphone's working. It's not. And Um, you're acting like we're not talking to thousands of people. (laughs) (laughs) Like I have no empathy. Oh, you don't feel good. Oh, was your vagina ripped open? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Are you still healing from birth? Oh, do your nipples feel like they're going to fall off from a machine just sucking on them all day long? Like not even a baby. It's a machine with a powerful suck. Like, <laughs> Or like when they're your sick, when you're, when you're pregnant, <laughs> like, you're like, oh, are you growing another human inside of your body? And it's kicking your rib out like two further inches than it should be. Um, like it's, it's so, and like, we're like kidding, but we're not no, like, not you know kidding. what I mean? I'm done. <laughs> like, no, like, but what I mean by that is like, we have two very supportive partners. Like it's, yeah, it's just like the sacrifice that women do during like carrying the children, birthing the children, feeding Caring. the children. I and mean, then the mental load. Like aspect two, it's like, that's just something that like, I never understood until I had children and I'm, I'm rewatching this is us. I feel like I talk about that all the time, but in one of the episodes I just watched, are you um, just crying all the time? 
Um, I just like cannot stop watching it. It is so fucking good. I almost threw out our crock pot all over again. You know, I have a, like a horrible fear of house fires and like watching that. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? But anyways, the acting in this show, the storytelling, oh, it's so good. But I just watched the episode where like they're showing Rebecca as like a high schooler and like she's taking home economics class and like it's never been more like, I don't know what the right word would be, but I get it because managing a home should be a job. Like you should be paid. We should be paid for being parents, moms, managing a home because it's not just taking care of your kids. It's cleaning, it's cooking, it's organizing, it's making sure things are stocked. Like when the toilet paper runs out, who's the one that magically delivers it? Yes, Amazon, but like who orders it from Amazon? <laughs> <Right? laughs> but like, it's not like my husband just like thinks it's about these things, about it. yeah, right? Like- it's prepping and the doctor's appointments and the sump pump appointments and making sure the water heater works and is to code and like all of the things that come with managing and taking care of a home for home safety is work. And then you layer on like the kids and getting to school and the logistics of their life and keeping them busy and whatever else. It's just like, then you work, like you're expected to work. (laughs) How many jobs do you have, Sam? Cause I feel like I know I, I have quite a few and I know you have more than me. So it's like all of that, like, it's just wild. Yeah. And then I'm expected to have a conversation with human beings like <laughs> and hold empathy for them. Um, yeah. No, I think something that's been helpful, I totally agree. I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And we like, I feel like we need to uh, um, update this, but I remember like working through in therapy where like our, our therapist had said like, write out everything, everything that needs to be done in the home or that is being done to maintain the home, whether it's exterior, interior, I mean, clean, I mean, everything that you just named and more like, don't leave it out. And like, assign it, right? Or like who is doing it right now? And like, look at that because I think uh, uh, like another thing my therapist had said, which I thought was beautiful is that women have spaghetti brains, men have waffle brains. So women, we have like the spaghetti is just all tied together. It's just like, we could be thinking about this and how it ties to this and this and this and this and this. And then it's just like, it's just like all merging into each other where men are just like a waffle where it goes up and over. I'm picturing it. And up. And it's up. so logical. And it's just like, and they're, they're not and symmetrical. Yeah. And they just don't think the way that we do. No. And I think it can, that can be a blessing and a curse, but, um, it's just, it's a lot. And it, it definitely takes like a lot of communication and, Ooh, like you said, though, it's a season. It's a season, especially when your time is so limited in this season, that communication is like really key and understanding the mental load because mental health with pregnancy, postpartum, it is no fucking joke. Whether people have postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety diagnoses or not, whether they're undiagnosed or like misdiagnosed, or even if they don't have it, like it's still so difficult. Like it's so difficult. You're a completely different person. Like your life is never going to be the same. 
and your it's just priorities a huge transition. are just completely different. And like your ability to just like pick up and do something is so different too, which I think like has a mental impact, right? Like, because for you to like leave the house or go to work or whatever it is requires coordination for more than just you. And that's something that has taken me a really long time and I'm still figuring it out, but like a really long time to figure out, I feel like, or wrap my head around and understand coming from being like a very selfish person that I'm like never going to lie. Like I used to be, and now it's just not possible to be. (laughs) And it's not even that you were selfish, but you only had to think about yourself. Right. And now I think something that's really helped me, if I could give any sort of advice here, being in like a little bit later on in the season is boundaries and like not feeling bad for saying no. Like, because when you don't have a lot of time and you are running on borrowed sleep, so to speak, um, because every night is just like, there's no consistency yet. Right. Like you could have a magical night and then the next night could be not. And so like, you never know what you're going to get. And so I feel like for me right now, like not saying yes to really any thing other than something that's like a fuck. Yes. Like what we've talked about. And even if it is, but like if it requires way too much to get there, that like doing it is going to take away some of the enjoyment because of how I had to get there, so to speak. Like, it's just not worth it for me right now. And I'm okay with that. Whereas I used to feel, especially with my first, like being postpartum, it was like, I was missing out and I'm stuck at home or I'm like, you know, had all sorts of FOMO from things, but like, my priorities are just different now. And sleep is something I just care so much more about than anything else. <laughs> it it really is the best. And I'm, I don't, I don't think I had this with my first, I don't remember, but like I'm dealing with pregnancy insomnia. I definitely didn't right. have it. With are her. you taking Unisom? I'm not a doctor and I'm not recommending it to anybody, but my <laughs> doctor said that I could take it and wow, it changed my life. Well, I might have to, like last night I was just Bing, eyes wide open from 12.30 to 3.30. Just couldn't. You should I, chat. Yeah. I, I should just, I'll send you a text. Cause I was just like, well, I'm here. I took a video of my husband snoring. That was fun. Um, th- these are the things I do when I'm awake. Um, yeah, talk to your doctor about that. Cause you're not allowed to take melatonin. I was super reliant on CBD before being pregnant. So I wasn't allowed to take that. And so I asked him at one of my appointments, probably around your time pregnant. Cause I was having the same, like, I just couldn't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he recommended Unisom and said it was safe. Again, not medical advice. You talk to your own doctor, but I would just ask them because wow, it's like heaven. Wow. Like, okay. I'll have to keep, it's just like my, the insomnia is not consistent. It's like very random. Like some nights I will sleep like a rock and I'm like, wow, that was great. Like that was, especially like when I, cause I go to, um, acupuncture, like the days I go to acupuncture, I sleep really well. But But even if you woke up at midnight and popped like a half, um, right. And got like four more hours out of that six, whatever it is, like it could help. It helped me fall asleep and stay asleep versus like, I don't know, but it does make you a little bit groggy in the morning. So you know, take that for what it is, but man, it was, it's a dream. <laughs> to, I'm going to have to look into it if this shit keeps up. Cause I'm is there anything you. else this pregnancy that's different for you than your first one that you're feeling? Mm, definitely. So we hit like the big one, just more discomfort overall that I shared 
the insomnia is definitely different. I'm trying to think of another very unenjoyable, um, like physical symptom, which I did have with my first and now it's getting worse with my second. And the doctors basically laughed and were like, there's nothing you can do and you can't do it now. And you have to fix it postpartum. And if you have another, it's just going to probably come back. Tell me it's the hemorrhoids. (laughs) No, no. Um, it is very bad varicose veins in my legs. And so like with your increased blood volume, it's like very common. And I was starting to look it up and some women, bless their heart, whoever struggles with this, it can happen in your veins, like in your pelvic area, like leading towards your vagina. Like luckily that's not the case for me. It's like in my like inner thigh, but like I never had varicose veins. Like that was never anything I struggled with before pregnancy. And it can be like, you know, you wear compression, like get up and walk around. Don't sit too long. Don't stand too long. Don't be on your feet too long. It's like all these things, but it's like, so basically they're like, yeah, you can just meet with a vein specialist when you're done having children. I was like, okay, great. Um, so it's just like, <laughs> I didn't have so much time for that. <laughs> yeah. And like, because I fucking care at that point. Um, that's the, that's the shit where I'm just like, we don't deal with enough. Like. You know, I, I just, the hits ugh. keep coming. Yeah. So that, that to me, I think it's like worse this time around, or it's just because it's like, well, now the baby's getting bigger second pregnancy, like pushing again on the same kind of areas where it's just, those veins are popping. Mm. Um, so that's been, that's been interesting. Again, just like things I didn't know, or like no one had ever talked about, or I just, I didn't listen because I didn't care um, before pregnancy. So those are like the big hitters right now. Um, but to be continued. So, you know what? I, know, we'll have I can't to- wait for updates each week now. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Well, this is a perfect segue for our next update. We will talk all things glucose test because I have it coming up on Monday and we will whether I pass or fail, we will do, we'll give how to pass our tips on how to pass. Or if you fail, well, then don't listen to me, but we'll, I passed my first one. Did you pass both of yours first time? Yeah. Okay. And then obviously like if you have gestational diabetes, that's something we can also get into of, you know, tips and tricks with that too. So let's talk all things glucose test. And let's debunk some of the myths that are happening on the internet, because I still still see that post go around all the time about people that refuse the glucose test thinking it's so quote unquote bad for you. Um, and there's a doctor, I think she's a pediatric. No, she's obviously not. She's an OBGYN, um, on social who debunked why like the glucose test is so important. And then talks about how much more dangerous, um, on, diagnosed gestational diabetes is for the mom and the baby. Um, so yeah, let's get into that next time because personally, I think the glucose test tastes like, and that the ecto cooler from high C. 
It's like back in the day. Do you ever drink those? The Did bright get- green juice that I'm like, I drank all the time as a kid and I'm doing just fine. <laughs> My, what flavor did you get? Maybe fruit punch. Fruit punch was for my first. They gave me lemon lime, which I'm a little scared because, like, Sprite is my throw up drink. So I'm like, if this tastes like Sprite, I'm gonna vomit everywhere. <laughs> I mean, but it's not I'm carbonated, cur- so it I'm should be fine. I'm currently drinking a lemon lime liquid IV in my water bottle. So but I, I feel like as long as it's <laughs> as long as it's not carbonated, like car- like Sprite carbonated. Oh my God. When I was in high school at a, um, we were at West Virginia university for the weekend, underage drinking, and we drank way too much Sprite. We called them Shirley Temple Sprite with like cherry vodka. I could literally, I could literally throw up cherry vodka by itself. Oh, (laughs) that alone would make me throw up. No, but it was the Sprite. Like I could probably drink cherry vodka. Right, is what like our friends were in town this week from New York, and she they like got Sonic right when they got in. Apparently, she's like obsessed with their ice cubes. I didn't know this was the thing. Oh my god, is um, it like the small crunchy? Ice? Yes, oh. and so she got a cherry limeade, and then ocean water is like the blue one. And we thought it was going to be like blue raspberry, but it was like Sprite with a little bl- blue. And I like took a sip of it, and I was like, what? is this like it was disgusting <laughs> wait i've never been to sonic and there's one down the street from me should i go what i've never been i don't know yes why. their milkshakes are amazing really yeah like or is it okay. called like sonic blasts i feel like is it like something know. that has like the candy in it from like dairy queen like yeah, yeah it's more like a blizzard okay. more like a blizzard love vibe. a blizzard um, I get those all summer, but at the local um, ice cream shop, they're called Hurricanes, maybe. Oh, so. Do good. you remember the old Sonic commercials? Well, there's. Do you have you seen Sonic commercials where they're oh, usually yeah. like sitting in the car and it's like it'll in be like a mother through. daughter, or like whatever. Mm-hmm. So my uh, like professional mentor was the mom in the Sonic commercials for like ever. Shut so up. you, yeah, yeah, Robin. Uh, Shout out to Robin. I want to look her um, up. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to send you some of her commercials. It's pretty funny. Um, but anyways, that's just a fun fact. Um, okay, wait, I'm looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. I don't want to give. Not that it matters if I give her last name. It's not like she's my mentor and not my client. But um, I can send them to you. Send me her. That's so okay. Funny. <laughs> so we'll talk all things um, glucose tests. Uh, and like gestational diabetes and blood yeah. sugar. And so if you have a topic, especially something related to motherhood or pregnancy, postpartum, whatever it is that you are interested in us talking about on the podcast, send us a DM to one of our personal Instagrams, happystronghealthy.rd or find dot food.freedom um, on social. We monitor those accounts much more frequently than our podcast account. I'm sorry to admit that out loud, but it's the truth. Um, and we would love to be able to answer your questions on this space. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of what the actual fork pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at whatTheActualForkPod. 
We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun.